Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Uh, we're believing God that all that should happen shall happen. Amen. Amen. In these meetings. And if I could echo what Pastor Nancy uh, made reference to last night about, uh, she talked about being in these meetings where you're in services in the night and then in the morning and just going on. And there is a, uh, I don't know if you could call it a spiritual law of saturation. Meaning that when you spend all kinds of time in the presence of God and around the things of God, things happen in you and for you. And uh, I can just remember uh, back in the 1990s, uh, I was privileged to travel with Brother Kenneth Hagin. And uh, we, we had what they called Holy Ghost meetings. They were two-week meetings. And in those meetings, I, I mean, just without fail, as we'd get going and further in it towards the end of these meetings, I'd look down on the inside. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm different. Just from being there. Just from being there. And so uh, what an opportunity to get to come and be here. And whatever, whatever price in the natural you may have had to pay to get here, worth it. Totally, totally worth it. Totally worth it. And uh, God will not disappoint you. Amen. I'm telling you what, you will get answers. You will get help in these, in these services. Just be here for it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And, uh, and the folk watching online, there's impartations for you too. Praise God. Say it with me, everybody. We'll get all we came for. We'll get all we came for. Praise God. Uh, we are we're just happy to minister on the subject of prayer. Um, uh, to, to ask my and uh, by the way, my wife was going to be ministering with me. We don't know just how it's going to look yet, but uh, it, it's wild because you know Pastor asked us to to both participate and do this. Well, we tip. You know, my wife preaches actually more than I do in terms of frequency, um, and we you know we preach. Sometimes I'm in a different place preaching than she is. But when we minister on the subject of prayer, and we do every week, we always do it together, like. Uh, like at the same time together. So if I bring her up, it's not because I forgot what to say next. (laughs) And if she just comes up, it's not because she doesn't like what I'm saying. It could be that she doesn't like what I'm saying. I don't know. But uh, so just let you know, give you a heads up so you don't think what happened. We don't know what happened yet. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We will have you turn to a scripture in, in the first chapter of Philippians. And, and uh, we're not just going to teach you on prayer. We're not just going to minister on it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. How many know when you take certain classes in school, um, you have the class, but then you have to sign up for the lab. And what do you do at the lab? You do it. You do it. You get your hands dirty in it. Praise God. So, Hallelujah. In, in Philippians, and there's actually two scriptures, uh, Philippians 1, 2 Corinthians 1, but we'll see when, at what point we get to that. Uh, the other night I was awakened during the nighttime and uh, didn't get, wasn't able to get back to sleep, so I got a, a clue, you know, mm-hmm. kind of started dipping down and, and then got into the Word a little bit and and God just emphasized a couple things to me that I feel like if, if they're not scriptures we look at every time, will certainly be, uh, they're certainly important for, for this time that we're in. Praise the Lord. Praise God. And so over in Philippians chapter 1, uh, I'm going to start reading in the 12th verse. Now, Philippians, you know, written by Paul, uh, during, during uh, he was staying at an extended stay resort. <laughs> called prison. <laughs> Paul was in prison. He was, yeah, he was, he was just had to get away from it all. So, so Paul's there in prison and I believe it's, uh, help me out, Pastor, I believe it's Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon were all written from this one stay in prison. They call them the prison letters, the prison epistles. And so uh, this was not a vacation. This was not a vacation. And uh, so Paul's talking a little bit about what happened in verse 12, he said, I, I would that you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened to me, and that's what we're talking about. I wanted to let you know he was in prison, have fallen out rather to the furtherance of the gospel so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace 
and in all other places. What he's saying is they, they tried to put me in here to shut me up and to stop the spread of the gospel. Instead, everybody in the government buildings that are connected to the prison, everybody in the courthouse and everybody, uh, all the guards, they're all talking about this. <laughs> the devil just continues to be dumb, doesn't he? I mean, he thinks he has a strategy and it never works out, just never works out for him. And so, so here he is in prison to shut him up. Instead, this thing's spreading further than it would have otherwise. And, uh, but still he's in prison. And how many know that's just not, you're not, you're most effective <clears throat> there. And, and I, I don't know if it's tradition or if it's fact, but it, it, it is said, and I've heard different ones say that uh, this prison was actually connected to the sewer system in the area. Has anybody else you've heard that, that's studied? Uh, I don't have fact to back that up, but, uh, well, a lot of people don't care if you don't have facts, but I, I do like facts. <laughs> so... Um, verse 14 goes on to say, many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. Amen. What then? What, in other words, so what's it matter? Notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or truth, Christ is preached, and therein do I rejoice. And then, then listen to what he says. Yeah, and I will rejoice, for I know. It's good to know something, isn't it? I will rejoice, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation. Now, when the Bible in the New Testament uses the word salvation, it, it's often, of course, referring to what we call being born again, but that's not by any means where that word stops. The word salvation means deliverance. And when you're in prison, what does deliverance look like? Out of prison. Prison doors open. Bonds loosed. You walk. You walk. You go free. Praise the Lord. He said, I, I am happy here connected to the sewer. He's not happy to stay there, but I'm rejoicing because I know that this whole thing is, has, has an end game. This whole thing has an outcome, and that outcome is I'm out. I come out. Right? The outcome is that he comes out. That's the outcome. That's what an outcome means, right? The outcome is I'm coming out. Now, how's that going to happen? I love what he says. He says, I know that this shall turn to my deliverance through your prayer. <laughs> through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. He's in prison and he said, this thing is going to turn. This thing is going to turn. And it's going to turn through prayer. Can prayer turn things? I said, can prayer turn some things? Can some things change? What about things changing big? You understand that as far as the uh, authorities went in this time, you put Paul in prison to shut him up. What's happening? It didn't... It, 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 didn't, it didn't stop what they wanted to stop. And so, how many know you're probably not thinking, okay, maybe we should just release them? I think they're thinking, maybe we should just kill them. Come on now, if, if, if one slap in the face didn't do it, give them the old one too. You know what I mean? Maybe the one too will do it. But, uh, but nothing was working. And they're not thinking of releasing him. And Paul's sitting there saying, I, I, am, I will continue to rejoice because I know, I know, I know. This thing's turning around. I'm coming out and it's going to happen. It's interesting that he didn't just say it's going to happen through my prayer. What did he say? Your, your prayer. I don't know about you. There's not a whole lot of folk that I just have confidence in that I don't have to take care of this because they are. 
I think, I don't know, I wonder if did Paul emphasize this uh, in such a way to the people that they had, they had what we would call a prayer life going on, huh? And they knew how to get in there and take hold of some things and get some stuff turned. Now, you, when you minister on prayer, you, you have to know, number one, that's a subject that needs instruction. It needs ministry because it's as wide open of a, of a field uh, just amongst Christians. Well, not even, not even just Christians. You understand folk of every faith pray. And uh, there's a whole lot of believers that, uh, believers in Christ that I think their prayer life is about as effective as well, the Jew at the Wailing Wall. Uh-huh. Come on now. Yeah. Or, the, or the, the ones on the mats. How, uh, who, who, are, who are the ones that have to do the mats? Three. Thank you. The Muslims have to do the mats. Uh, come on. You understand the mat can't hear? The mat can't answer? The Wailing Wall, I know there's people that have had pieces of it and they try to sell the pieces of it, whatever. But uh, the, the wall can't hear? But there's a lot of Christians. How many know as believers, God can hear? God can hear. But there's a lot of believers that their prayer life is about as effective as the mats in the wall. And the reason for that is a person's prayer life is a reflection of their personal revelation of Christ. I mean, what, what what you know or don't know it's going to be reflected in your prayer life. Yes. And so for a whole lot of folk, just talking about Christians now, you know, a whole lot of folk, prayer is, uh, you know, remember the, the show, what was the show called? Uh, was it Who Wants to Be a, a Millionaire? When they could use their lifeline? <laughs> remember, okay, I'm going to use my lifeline. Why do you use your lifeline? Because I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. And so, uh, so, so to a lot of folk, you know, prayer is their lifeline. Well, I'll, I'll call the lifeline kind of as a last resort. I tried to do it myself, can't do it myself, so uh, you've heard this phrase, there's nothing left to do now but pray. It's come all the way down to prayer. It's gotten so bad. It's gotten so bad that we're going to, we might have to actually pray. And what they do when they go to pray is they're, they're trying to beg God, you know, and they'll come and they'll put on a special voice. <laughs> they put on a special voice. <laughs> but I'll get back to what I was saying, I hope. Uh, back when I was in my early 20s, right before I got married, actually, I was, I was in a, uh, I was suffering from panic attacks. And just, I was being taken advantage of because I didn't know who I was in Christ. I didn't know much. And uh, I was just being taken advantage of. And I was, I was actually on the road with a music group. And we were driving. And I had one of these panic attacks. And I was actually in the sleeper of the semi-truck. Because, you know, that's just one of the places you could ride. And I'm having this panic attack. And this is a Christian music group I'm with. And, and the truck driver, uh, he's no longer on the earth with us. He's in heaven. But uh, I, I said, pray for me. And, I, just, and I, got, I got to see his prayer life. And he's like, do what? He was a, he was a country guy. I mean, I mean a country trucker. Country trucker. And he's like, do what? I said, pray for me. And he prayed, when he finally did, he prayed for me like he was blessing his food. Like that, that was the extent of his prayer life. And he put on a voice. He said, our most gracious heavenly father. And that's, what, that's kind of really where it stopped. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to help. And I'm like, okay, I know who not to ask again. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Praise the Lord. Now, remember what I said I'd get back to? Do you remember what I said I'd get back to? I'm wonderful at this. It's coming to me. Yes. <laughs> It'll come back to me. Yeah, put, oh, yeah, folk put on a special voice yeah. to, to pray. And, and what are they trying to do? They're trying to get God to do something. Do you know that when it comes to receiving from God, mm-hmm. prayer and faith, yeah. don't shoot me. Yeah. It's not for the purpose of trying to get God to do anything. 
But there is a purpose. It's just not the purpose that most believers think. Most Christians are like, we, we got to pray. Oh my God, we got to pray. We got to pray. We got to try to pray to get God to turn something. Well, God, there is a part for prayer, and that's what we're going to talk about. There is a part for prayer, but it's not to try to pry the fingers of God's hand open. <laughs> you understand the Bible says he opened, he opened his hand. Amen. His hands are open. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Glory to God. The blessings of redemption are already ours, but there is a purpose for prayer. Amen. And Paul was saying in that Philippian jail, he said, he said, I know that this shall turn through your prayer. So if, if their prayer was not for the purpose of begging God to do it, what was their prayer for? Don't look at me like that. I'll come back there. Come on. If their prayer wasn't for the purpose of trying to get God to do it, talk him into doing it, what was their prayer for? Well, the next phrase actually tells us. Through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Christ. Now, I think a lot of times, if you've read this verse, I think a lot of times it's easy to read it and just put your own interpretation on it, that those are two separate things. That uh, This shall turn through your prayer, period, and also whatever this Holy Spirit brings. That's not just, that's not exactly what it says, is it? Could you say it this way? This shall turn through your prayer and the resulting spiritual supply. Hello? This shall turn around through your prayer and the spiritual supply created through your prayer. Very good. Paul wasn't looking for this to happen just, nat just through natural means. Uh, I think he knew what the court system was wanting to do. Huh? No, he's trusting, he's trusting, he's trusting that something, and he, he knew. He said, deliverance is done. It, it's interesting. I know that this shall turn. I know, so God had already, he'd already talked to God. Am I going to die here in the prison? And see, it's so wonderful to be ahead of things instead of behind things. Because Paul, there's other times that, that they said, Paul, don't go here, don't go here. And he said, listen, God has shown me that I must stand before this, this king. God has shown me that I'm, where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do. Paul knew he was out. So from God's standpoint, you understand if God said it, if God said you're coming out, from God's standpoint, it, it, there's nothing more to talk him into. Right? No begging necessary. Oh, God, please. Oh, God, please. Oh, God, please. Come on. If I told you the check's in the mail, if you needed, if you said, if you called me, which you, you shouldn't, but if you called me and you said, hey, I need money, and I said, okay, uh, I set up, uh, I wrote you a check, I mailed it. And you call me 20 minutes later and say, I still need that money. I know, I know you do, but I mailed it. And then you call me 30 minutes later. I just want you to know I still need that money. I, I can't make the mail go any faster. Yes, I have, I have real time, real life experience with the mail not going fast enough. Anyhow. How many know that's dumb? If it's, yeah. if it's, if I said I gave it, trying to get me yeah. to do something. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Oh, it's not how it, not how it works. Yeah. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. Yeah. We're not trying to get. If you're trying to get God to do something, you're not ready to even. You're not ready to be praying yet. Come on now. A lot of Christians, uh, they, they, we have the mentality sometimes, well, we have to pray to get our answer. When it comes to receiving from God, you need to get your answer, then pray. Where's the answer? 
I said, when it comes to, when it comes to the things that, that God has talked to us about, you need to find out the answer yeah. in the word before you go to prayer. That's right. Very good. Now, there are things that you need answers for. I understand that. And there's a kind of prayer for that. Anyhow, so back to, back to what we were saying. This shall turn through your prayer and the supply, the spiritual supply that that prayer brings. Now, what do we mean a spiritual supply? Well, what, he's talking about something spiritually that can work. Mm-hmm. We're talking about spiritual power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about spiritual power that comes on the scene. Right. Whether that power causes him to have influence or whether that power causes an earthquake for the prison to open. Right. Hello? Yeah. Whichever, whatever that power is needed to do. Now, that's not on our side. The inner workings of hello, that uh, yeah, of how just exactly it happens, but that's how this thing's getting turned. And and Paul, it's interesting that he didn't just say, "I'll take care of this one through prayer." And there's a there's a point that I want to maybe bring out to you here, and that there are some situations and certain things that's bigger than just your personal prayer life. Can take care of. And of course, here we're talking about a situation that uh, Paul was trying to, was wanting to get out of, right? right? But you understand that there's also situations that are just as big where you're not trying to get out of something, but we want we're wanting to get into some things. We're wanting to make some progress into some things. You understand these are these are called miracle meetings or, or miracle crusades, and uh, I, I know folk will, will come and get excited about that because they'll come and say, "Well, maybe we'll see a miracle." You know, there's something greater than that. It's fine to see a miracle, but God wants you to be a miracle. And do you do you know that that what we what we heard last night heard heard what we heard last night receiving from the ministry of the word that's part of the miracle flow that's anything that god does by his power is the flow of the miraculous amen and and those keys we heard yeah about making the making the adjustments necessary in the different areas of your life that would keep you from receiving from god if you don't think that's part of the miraculous you know, you know the mirac- people get mixed up because they think the miraculous is the mysterious. And if it's not mysterious, it's not miraculous. No, that which is simple and spiritual can be a miracle. I said you was going to help me. Why aren't you coming to help me? <laughs> that which is spiritual can be a miracle. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there are things that are bigger, whether you're trying to get out of something that you, that you don't want to be in, or you're trying to get into something that it just seems like you keep bumping up to it. We go this far, not any further. Well, I started to say this, these, in these miracle crusades, there's things we want to, that, that I'm sure, I'm sure that we want to get into. In other words, uh, the, the waters that we're in now at the beginnings, we want to see them rise, right? And whereas we saw one cool thing happen, we want to see 50, 60, 100, you know, whatever. Or where we saw one thing that was uh, sort of miraculous, meaning it could have happened in the natural, but it could have happened this way too. Well, we, we want to see that which is also undeniably, right? And so there, I said all that to say that there's progression and growth into the things that, uh, that this era Come on. holds for us, yes. right? We want to get into some things. Yes. We want to get into some more things. Dr. De, Dr. Ed Dufresne was, was wonderful about, uh, it's like he was always clocking where we were in, in certain things. And he said, he said yeah, that, that, that uh, creative miracle, remember he was talking a lot about creative miracles. He was contending for those and seeing them in his meetings. Creative miracles, meaning things maybe that were missing, growing, coming back. And, and, he'd, all, and he'd talk in terms of percentages. He'd say, I, 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 it seems like it's working about 50% or seems like we're about hip deep in, in these things. 
Well, I appreciated that, but he recognized that there's progression into these things. So uh, in order for that progression to be made, what has to happen? There has to be some power coming along. There has to be a supply of the Spirit. Amen. And you know, one of the ways to, if I can use this word, to generate yeah. a spiritual supply yeah. is through prayer. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. We're not trying to get God to do stuff. Hey, let's, let's run over to James chapter 5. We'll get to 2 Corinthians another time, or probably not today. Are we doing all right this morning? James chapter 5, and, and these are familiar verses, but uh, how many know we hadn't squeezed all that there is out of it? Glory. Verse 16, and I won't spend a lot of time on this right now, but just verse 16 says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Effectual, fervent. It's actually one word in the original language, effectual, fervent. One word took two English words to translate it. And it's a, it's a Greek word that I like because I've seen it in other places and I've kind of studied it. It's called energeo, and we get our word energy. It's talking about the energy of God. That which creates the energy of God. There's a kind of prayer that's effectual fervent. There's, a, there's an energy generating type of prayer. Did you know that you're a generator? The effectual fervent, the energy generating prayer of a righteous man. Now, go back to last night's sermon for that. I'm, I, I, I don't want to mess it up by re-preaching it. Come on now. <laughs> the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man does what? You quote in the Amplified, I understand it. It avails much. It avails much. And, and that word avail, it means a strong degree of power. That's why the Amplified said makes tremendous power available. The power-generating act of prayer brings to the forefront a strong degree of power. Did you get that? That's my translation. That's the Siegel. Uh, yeah, the Siegel, Siegel. I have, yes, you know about that. Praise the Lord. I actually gave a name to my own translation, but the abbreviation didn't work, so we'll, <coughs> we'll not share it in public. Anyhow. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The power generating act of prayer brings to the forefront a strong degree of power. Praise God. That's what Paul, that's what Paul was talking about. He said, I'm happy about this. I'm happy. I'm not happy to stay in prison, but I'm happy while I'm in prison. I'm rejoicing because I know that your prayer is generating the spiritual supply. Let's get me out of here. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, I'm tired of you sitting there, so I'm just going to bring you up. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is it on? Praise the Lord. Whoa, it's on. You're super on. Super on. <laughs> super on. So I grew up uh, just south of Buffalo, New York, western New York. We have something in that area called the Niagara River. And it goes over a cliff. We call it Niagara Falls. Come on now. And the interesting thing about this river, there's such a flow (laughs) in that water. There is such power in that flow that when it gets to that cliff and goes over, it is massive. As a matter of fact, um, Smith Wigglesworth, when he was touring through America and ministering, uh, at one point someone took him, he loved nature, and someone took him to Niagara Falls, and he stood there and wept 
they said, and just said, Lord, let it flow through me like that. Come on. He was so overcome, and anyone who's been there, I mean, of course, I grew up there, and as a kid, anyone who came to town, we'd go to Niagara Falls, and you'd stand there, and you're like, oh, okay, you stand there, you get wet, the mist comes at you, you know. It was no big deal to me. But then, of course, I moved away, and then and we eventually moved back to the area to pioneer a church, and we as guest ministers would come in or friends would come, we'd take them to Niagara Falls. And it was amazing to stand there and see the power that was in that flow. It was such a massive amount of energy created. But here's the thing. The Niagara River's been there for who knows. I don't know how long. But somewhere in the late 1800s, early 1900s, we had different men, like Edison, different ones, start to get a notion about something called electricity. And they started realizing if we flow this water, there's such power and force in this flow if we harness this, if we channel it in the right direction, we are using a power that's already there. It's already in this realm. We just need to channel it in the right direction. And we've got ourselves some electricity. We've got ourselves some power. We can do some good with this power. The only problem was, in order to get this power, they were trying to, it took some of the water away from the river. They were channeling the water into their power plant. And of course, the Niagara River is, uh, there's the Americas on one side, the United States, and then we've got Canada on the other side. Well, Canada wanted some too. So they were taking their water, we were taking our water, and all these tourists were showing up, and all of a sudden, the falls weren't the falls anymore. It was like a little trickle, because we were all taking the water. So they decided, here's what we're going to do. Every night, we're going to have these, I mean, below the Niagara River, you'd never know it if you were there, but there are these massive... Um, whatever you call it, pieces of metal that shoot the water voom, into the power plant. America takes its side. Voom. Canada takes its side. Voom. And there's still a little bit left to go over the falls, but all night long, that power is redirected so that the supply can be created. And then in the morning, voom, they put it back, and we've got the Niagara Falls, beautiful falls for all the tourists to come enjoy. So everybody gets a part of the power. Everybody gets a part of the supply. There is not a lack of power in heaven. There is not a lack of miracle power. There's not a lack of peace. There's not a lack of healing. There's not a lack of anything. But the power needs to be directed. Yeah, well, stay here. Just stay here. So, so that's what when it when it talks about making power available, that's what we're doing. We're not asking God to send more. We're not begging Him to try to get Him to. It's not that the crank is is only turned a quarter of a turn, and we need it three quarters of a turn. No, it's we're prayer will bring to the forefront, bring to the forefront that power, make it easily accessible. Yeah. Praise Him. Glory. Father, we bless You. We praise You. We worship You. Stand up and just give Him some praise this morning. Thank You, Master. Yeah. 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 Praise, praise, praise Him. Praise Him. Father, we thank You. We thank You. We thank You. We worship you. We magnify you. We magnify you. You're good. We magnify you. You're good. 
We magnify you. We're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. We magnify you for your good. Yes. 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 We magnify you. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Now, 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 concerning this era, concerning this hour, concerning this time, this day that we're in and that which needs to happen and that which must happen and that which should happen. We thank you, Father, for the power necessary. Ah, we thank you, Father, for that which is necessary for all to come to pass, for all to come to pass. And, and we thank you that the words that need to be spoken and the acts that need to take place, it all comes to pass. It all comes to pass. Now, now for that which is necessary for this week and for these meetings, we know prayer has been made, but we also, because we're here, direct, direct these things here. And thank you for all that you desire to do. Thank you for all you desire to be said and sung and spoken and acted out. Thank you that all comes to pass. All comes to pass. All comes to pass. All comes to pass. Now, Father, we thank you. We recognize that we have the, the power generator on the inside of us. We have the great, mighty, Holy Spirit, our helper, our guide, our teacher, who gives us help in prayer, gives us utterance in prayer. And we want, Father, to yield to that utterance, not just in our known language as we have been, but also in other tongues, speaking beyond our knowledge, speaking beyond our mentality. Now, everybody, you can join in with this. Just lift your voice and join in with this. Yeah, 
Yes, yes, secrote. In the secrote. Ah, oh, the secrote. 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 Worship you, Master. Worship you, Master. Worship you, Master. We worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. We worship you, worship you. Sepreo dosi de riste do croco padre banzendos de ganze de zaton branzenga zeratustere ha 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 zeratustes de krakastu so so to fares peso prepes peso brendo 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 tu se brendo tostese se ke se papa poco pasitiste mamra papa prosi de riste co prasu co papregi Ma Yes, 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 yes. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands, everyone, if you would. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We give thanks. We give thanks. We give thanks. We give thanks. We give praise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Master. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Master. Oh, we praise, 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 praise. We give you thanks, we give you praise, we worship you. Give you thanks, we give you praise, we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think that's all we got, Pastor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We glorify you. You know, one of the things that we see so much of the time that happens is that while we're praying for something else or someone else, God's working in our behalf. <laughs> because there's a spiritual law. Pray one for another that you. Pray one for another that you may be healed. So he's letting us know things that the ways God is able to move in our life is connected to how interest we, uh, interested we are in somebody else getting theirs. And maturity of faith is that I don't just spend all my faith on me. Maturity of faith is I'm helping someone else get theirs. Because Jesus came for one reason, to help us get ours. He already had it. And his whole life was lived and his whole sacrifice was made so that we could get ours. And so know this, that while you're here and you're, you've taken of your finances, your resources, your time to be here, know this, that God is working because you've stepped into a divine law. That when you're interested in some, someone else, when you're interested, and really what we're, and when we pray and they've led us in praying this, you know what we're really interested in? God getting what's on His heart. In this era, in this time, and um, so know this, that when you are interested in what's important to God, 
And when you are a participant in what God is doing, it can't help but reach back into your own life. And you'll go home and things you've been dealing with are handled. Uh, supplies you needed are there. Just know that. Amen. Because so much of the time, the devil keeps people away from situations like this. And human reasoning keeps them away because we've got to handle stuff at our home. We don't have time to go. <laughs> and so they've missed this divine truth is that whenever you sow to someone else or in, in God's direction, in, in what's on his heart, it boomerangs. Amen. And it comes back to, to nourish your own life. So know this, uh, you're right in the place where God can meet your need, no matter if you are ever referred to again or not in the services. Amen. Because God, God refers to you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the privilege. There, there was a, a couple that came to our church um, years ago. And they were 80 years old when they came. You can be seated if you would. They were 80 years old when they came. And um, the husband and wife lived another 10 years. So they were with us till their 90s. And um, the, the wonderful thing about this couple was that she was the soloist that traveled with Amy Sybil McPherson in her crusades on the road. And both of them were part of her ministry. They were part of her school. They attended her church. And so they got to be with us for 10 years. And I got to pick their brains. And I got video interviews with them and, and different things like that. And uh, I, at that time, I was leading prayer at our church every, every afternoon. And uh, she was there every day, every day. She was there every day, and I would say to the prayer group, thank you for coming, and she would correct me. And she said, thank you for providing the place to come. And she said, it is, our, it is our honor to get to come and pray. Amen. And that, that's maturity of, of, uh, of you, right? And it is our honor to get to be here and hear these things and move with these think of it that god god <laughs> using us as channels what an honor what an honor amen hallelujah um we want to we want to go ahead and receive this morning's offering as we said last night we're believing for double to come in um and we have had that in all of our road meetings and in all of our conferences so far this year, we have had over double come in. And so when I go to a church, uh, I say, Father, I'm believing you for double of what came in last time I was here at this church. And so we have seen that. And so that's the flow. Why? We're in acceleration. We are in a season, an era where God is working in an accelerated manner because time is short. And so everything accelerates. Amen. And so there is an offering envelope in the pocket that's on the seat back right in front of you. And then also there are uh, ways that if you want to, uh, if, you, if you're making out a check, you're making it payable to DM. Don't make it payable to this church. I mean, if you, do, if you did or do that, of course, we'll give it to us. But just so that you don't uh, put that extra work on them, just go ahead and make it payable to Dufresne Ministries or DM. And then if you're giving, uh, if you want to give on text to give, there is the number uh, to dial, and you're going to uh, text the two letters DM to that number. And then you can just give electronically if that's the way you choose to do it. Um, we want to remind you that there are materials back at the book table. Um, at this point, they have only received here yet just one of Brother Joel's books. The others are on their way. Our staff is going to go try to locate them from the postal service. <laughs> They're holding hostage things or something. I don't know. And so we're going to, they, they, they've been holding it hostage for two weeks now. So, um, but this one is here, Repentance and Revival. And it is, a, I've read it, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. We, we encourage you to get hold of it. All of his books are 
are, are a blessing. When, when I feed on them, um, I, I feel like I'm reading Dad Hagen, you know, because there's that flow, there's still that same spirit about it. And so it's, it's, a, it's a rich, easy read. And so then we also have out there a sound, disciplined mind. And uh, I tell you what, uh, your life will be a picture of your thought life. And um, one, of, you know, one of your greatest um, responsibilities is to discipline this. Bring it in line with the Word. Amen. And people are trying to get rid of wrong, th wrong thoughts when it's about putting in right ones that get rid of the wrong thoughts. Um, then we have also this, a supernatural prayer life. Do you know every time you take off praying in other tongues, you just stepped into the flow of the supernatural. Why? Because you did that supernaturally. Naturally, you can't do that. And so too many times we're, we're looking for something spectacular when we can just be living in the supernatural every day. Every, every time you open your mouth to speak in other tongues, you just stepped into another realm of the supernatural, another flow of that. Amen. And so uh, uh, there's, there's teaching in here for you to understand uh, what, what is available to you in that supernatural prayer life. So those are out there. We want to remind you again, service times tonight at 7 o'clock all the way through Thursday night, uh, 10 a.m. all the way through Thursday morning. So call somebody. Let them know, listen, you need to get here. And uh, we, we would love to have you come. Uh, as Grant said, Thursday night, will be prepared for double up offering. And that means that whatever you're going to give, you're going to double it and come on. And uh, you say, well, is it scriptural? Well, it says that it speaks of uh, those who labor in the word, that they're worthy of double honor. So it is scriptural. And I, I so appreciate Dad Hagen. He would always say, you know, if you're going to br bring 10, bring 40. If you're going to bring 50, bring 100. He said, and if you weren't going to bring anything, we'll double that and come on. <laughs> but that that's not us. We have enough to give to every good work. Amen. Hallelujah. And um, as you are, let me read this. I haven't read this part. As you leave today and after all the morning services this week, we ask that you fellowship quietly because they have a daycare going on that's in, is it over here? And it's, thank you for back and not west or north or whatever this is <laughs> left right front back that's right pastor so this direction they have a full-time daycare and so just be aware that there's other functions going on in the building even though even though we're in here and then of course uh, in the services we'll just follow the holy spirit if if he has us to minister to different ones regarding healing or anything else we'll do that but we always plan for the last night to lay hands on anyone who needs healing that wasn't ministered to in a previous service here. So uh, be prepared for that. And also, if you have a testimony during this crusade of healing, we would love to hear about it. There are, he there are testimony cards that are at the book table that you can take one of those, fill it out, and leave it with a book table. Or you can go to our website at deframeministries.org and fill out a healing testimony there. Also, we have more Miracle Crusades this year uh, in Fredonia, New York, August the 15th through the 19th. And then in Georgetown, Texas, November the 28th through December the 2nd. And you can go to our website and get info on that. And then, of course, our annual camp meeting, June the 7th through the 11th. Our ladies' conference, October the 5th through the 7th. And so get those dates on your calendar. We would love to have you join us. Listen, we got to make up for last year, right? Amen. I missed everybody and everything in that flow too much. Um, are you ready to give this morning? Hold your offering up before the Lord. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. Thank you for what we've heard today. We'll be doers. And it's, it's such a privilege, Father, to think of that we cooperate with the greatness of your power. And so, Father, we thank you for that divine role that you have, that you have invited us into and we, we take it. And Father, as we give this morning, we release our faith. And we declare together that my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory 
by Christ Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. Ushers, go ahead. And as that offering bucket goes your way, say this with me. Say, all the money, all the money that my church needs, it'll come. All the money that Dufresne Ministries needs, it'll come. All the money that I need, it'll come. All the money that my business needs, it will come. Amen. Hallelujah. After the offering bucket goes your way, stand with us to your feet. Hallelujah. And turn to somebody before you're dismissed and say, I'm going to keep bringing my supply in prayer. And you can be dismissed. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.